strange for me, I'm sure for you, to do service where we see everybody in little pictures. But uh, we are gathered together in Jesus's name. Uh, Pat and I, Pat and I, were both away last week, so we didn't share with you. But uh, we were here a couple of weeks ago when Carl started sharing from uh, God's Word and uh, was speaking about God's Word, namely the uh, uh, Bible. And, you know, um, Pat and I read our uh, daily bread. And, uh, oh, middle of uh, July, we had a passage from the book of uh, Deuteronomy. And uh, I was attracted to it and uh, was reading through some of the book. And uh, some of the words were fairly familiar. I've read them before, but they started to speak to me. And uh, bearing in mind Carl's teaching on God's Word, I thought we'd look at it slightly differently. And I want you, if you've got your Bibles, to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Chapter 30. Um, Paul, in his letter to Romans, and here in chapter 10, I just want to uh, do a brief introduction before we read the book of uh, Deuteronomy, chapter 30. Uh, Paul, in his letter to Romans, uh, expresses his heart's desire that the nation of Israel should be, or they may be, saved. He mentions that they had a real zeal, a real passion for God. But you see, their zeal wasn't based on uh, knowledge. And they didn't know, didn't really experience the true righteousness that comes from God. For them, the law, God's law, was all important. Yet Christ, if you think about it, end, the end of the law, for those who believe, he's fulfilled it. God's standards for us actually still exist, but, but Christ, he is that perfect man. He's fulfilled the law. He's obeyed it to the nth degree. He's perfect. And in him, in Christ, is to be found true and lasting faith. I know. Jeff, sorry, you'll have to unmute yourself. Okay. Sorry about that. Has heard that so 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 far? Can you put your thumbs up? Hello? Yeah, we can hear you, Jeff. Yeah. Did you all hear uh, the intro? Yeah. Yes, good, good. <laughs> okay. Two points of uh, I'd like uh, headings for you to think about words of command and words of faith. Words of command and words of faith. Let's hear then what God says to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 14 to 16. Just two verses. No, Moses says, the word is very near you 
it is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. And then you will live and increase and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you're entering to possess. There's some important words there, aren't there? And I want to direct you to those words then you will live. Live how? Live in worshipping, loving God. This was Moses' instruction, God's instruction to his people. Words of command. I command to you today. In the light of this Old Testament reading then, let's ask ourselves a few questions. Do we always do the right thing? And I have to put my hand up and say, no, I don't. I struggle just like Paul did and like, and like us all. We don't always do the right thing, do we? We get it wrong. Sometimes we get angry or cross. Sometimes we say things that we shouldn't. Sometimes we think things that we shouldn't. I remember uh, quite uh, simply back in my school days, somebody got hurt firing, firing a little paper pellet with an elastic band. <laughs> and uh, I foolishly was sitting next to my pal in class and I, I pulled out my own my own elastic band and I said you know we mustn't use these and at that time the head looked through the glass of the door and he opened it and bellowed out my name and I paid the penalty not for actually firing a pellet but even masquerading that I might and I paid the penalty. We do things wrong. We do things wrong each and every day. And the children of Israel, unfortunately, always got it wrong. And all down through history, people have got it wrong, haven't they? We look around our society today and, and people, even, even the actual uh, instructions, you know, wear a mask. The number of people we see going into shops and they're not actually wearing a mask that maybe their their thoughts are for themselves and not for others and from time to time we all get it wrong you see the people of israel were living under the old covenant that was a solemn promise a solemn promise to almighty god it was a righteousness based on god's law and the question is plain. Moses says, if you want to live by the law, Moses says, live it. Live it and obey it. In essence, he was saying, you've got to live it completely. You've got to live it perfectly. And if they got it wrong, they need to sacrifice and 
bring themselves before God and pray for his forgiveness. You look at the number of Old Testament kings that did what was evil in the sight of God. And how few it says that they did what was right in the sight of God. Is it possible then? Is it possible to live a completely right, upstanding life? No mistakes, no errors, no sin. Nothing put in the way before God. I want us to turn to Romans chapter 10 now. Romans chapter 10 and verse 5. And the passage that Dion, uh, sorry, um, from the pictures and thinking about Dion with his uh, animals there. Uh, Romans 10 verse 5. That drew read to us. And uh, it says in verse 5, uh, where are we? Lost it. Moses describes it in this way. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. He had to be in a right relationship with his maker. He says the word is very near, near you. And it's as quoted by Moses, which we've already read. It's talking, Moses is talking about God's law. And here, Paul, in our reading, who's he applying it to? He's applying it to Christ. I want to read that again. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. Will live by them. And verse 6, I want you to look at verse 6 here. And the lovely little word, an important word, but. You see, Paul puts it here, but. The righteousness, a small vital word, but the righteousness is by faith. It's not by our own, um, it's not by our own efforts. We don't need to struggle, do we? We don't need to struggle to climb up and encourage Christ to come down. We don't need to practice being fantastically good. There's something needs to change, isn't there? Inside. Neither do we need to descend to the lower regions of the earth to ask God to raise Jesus. No, Christ has come down from heaven for you and for me. And he's risen from the dead for you and for me. And he's always with us. The beauty of we, we prayed, uh, Carl prayed uh, before the service for the Holy Spirit to affect us and change us and, and to excite us today and teach us new things. It says in Matthew 28, 20, he's always with us. Lo, I'm with you, even to the end. And think, and think about it, a simple thought. Who came to who? How far do we need to go, people, to find God? We've got a hymn that we will sing later. From heaven you came, helpless babe, entered our world, your glory veiled. God's word has come to us. It's come to us all. His saving power and salvation 
is for all who will call on his name. Doesn't matter how old we are, how young we are, this new news is for all. It's for everyone today. Romans 10, verse 8. And there's another but here, isn't there? Romans 10, verse 8. But what does it say? What does God's word say? The word is near, is near you. It's interesting in uh, Deuteronomy, where Moses says the word is very near you. Near you. Here in Romans, it's just the word is near you. And maybe people who are much more theologically based than me will come up with something. But I, I would suggest, and don't quote me, but I, I would suggest the word is very near the Israelites. They based, they should have based their whole truth, their whole um, righteousness on God's law. And God put the, put the uh, a framework for their teaching there. But here, it says the word is near you. I was thinking about this, and uh, even, even uh, today, before this service, I was thinking Jesus is very, very near. Yeah? I used to sing in a male voice choir, and I think I was talking to Harold about this, that uh, we sang burdens are lifted at, at, uh, at uh, Calvary. And the lovely chorus ends with Jesus is very near. But you see, Jesus is near all who would call on, on him. And again, we don't need to great lengths to get right with God. We don't need to struggle. We receive our righteousness surely by righteousness, by faith, by trusting implicitly in his word taking God at his word, trusting in the truths of the gospel. And it's all based, isn't it, people, on the finished work of Christ on the cross. And we apply it, don't we? We need to apply God's word every day by reading it, by thinking and, and applying it day to day in the way that we live. And how often, like we said, do we foul up? Do we mess up? We need to apply it with God's grace and God's help each and every day as we trust him for the future. Is the word, I ask you a question, is the word close to you? Does it reside in your mouth? Are you thinking about it? Is it in your heart? And then Romans 10 verse 9 says these words. And these What's the word Paul says that we, he says, these are the words we are proclaiming in verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We used to sing a uh, chorus in um, our Bible class down in Kent based on that, Romans 10 and 9 is a favorite verse of mine. Confessing Christ as Lord, I am saved by grace divine. These precious words of promise in golden 
let us shine. Romans 10 and 9. Think about that. Read it after this service. Read Romans 10 verse 9. Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. Believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says you will be saved. And there's another, uh, there's another thought here that we need. But what does God's word say? And this is words of faith. Words of faith. Do we take these words seriously into our hearts and our lives? And I pray that you will uh, today. And Paul sums up belief here and trust in Jesus. And it says, he says, that if, that if you will confess. You see, it's inward faith in the heart. Inward faith in the heart puts us in a right relationship with God. Inward faith. It starts in the heart, in the very being of our nature, in the depths of our being, in our heart. And with our mouth, an outward, lifelong confession. How we need, again, how I need to ask for strength to live the Christian life. And I'm sure if we had to be honest with each other, we'd say we need that, don't we? We need the grace of Jesus and the strength and the Holy Spirit to guide and to keep us and to teach us day by day by day. And so many verses I could, I could steer you to. And I was thinking of uh, Romans 15, verse 4, when uh, remain in me. Sorry, John 15, verse 4. Remain in me and I will remain in you. You are the vine. You are the vine. I am the branches. We need to stay connected to Jesus. We need to apply his word to our hearts you see it's with the heart that one believes and is ju justified it's a big word isn't it just as if i'd never sinned he came to wash us clean to set us right and how the children of israel back there how how uh, moses longed that they would take those words to heart the word was very near to them, but they were applying it just to the law and not the righteousness of God. It's with the heart one believes, and it was the mouth that we confess and are saved. And the faith in Jesus, doesn't it, needs to go deep. He needs to be our sure and certain foundation, our only hope. We put our confidence, don't we, in him? Romans 10, verse 11. Are we trusting? Are we applying the grace of God to our lives? Are we privileged? I was trying to think of other words. Are we, are we joyous? Are we joyous? Are we glad to be a follower of Jesus? What a greater and deeper friend can we have? It's a continual trusting, isn't it? And in a way, it's a continual confessing Christ as Lord. May we pray for opportunities to share our faith 
with others, even the simple word, even the simple acknowledgement of who God is. Romans 10 verse 14 then, and it was good that Cheryl did that uh, uh, lovely little children's uh, activity on the beautiful feet. A series of questions and indeed challenges to us as we seek to make Christ known. We all, we all, in a sense, need to be called and challenged, and to we have a work for Jesus to do. So many, so many have never heard. So many have not actually uh, believed. Are we being called to confess Christ today with our mouths to our neighbours, to offer a little word of comfort in these troubling times? And may we, like Paul, have a desire. He's going right back to Deuteronomy. It's his heartfelt desire. Heartfelt desire. Paul is as well that the Jews will be saved. But Moses was the same. The people, he said, look, the world's near you, and it's near to us today, isn't it? May we have, like Paul, a desire to live and tell the message, to see people turned around. You know, um, Andrew's on a holiday, bless him, and, and Carl's leading us, and uh, Drew's leading the service, and I'm trying to share God's word. But we're all called. We're all called to have a part in this ministry so many have never heard of him so many have have never been told and there's a lost world out there and as a church we are ministers to one another and pray that we be ministers to our wider world i love that illustration of beautiful feet um i've got a few problems with with my feet and i have to keep on honing them down but in a way, we need to hone ourselves closer to God's word, don't we? We need to be that much more serious and, and, and thankful for, for saving such as us, despite our own sin, sinfulness and our lack of maybe realisation of what it costs to buy our salvation and yet how easily and I confess this, how easily we forget, how easily we go the other way. God, forgive us, forgive me. So I pray that you'd pray that yourself, that you would realise that God's put his presence, his faith, his word into your heart. And it's near you. It's near you, these words of faith. Apply them. Apply them. To your heart and to your to your mouth let's be called to greater service shall we greater service for our master let's remember our calling to follow to follow jesus and to keep close to his word let's pray heavenly father it's uh in a sense it's Dare I say easy to <coughs> sit here and, and to say these words, Lord. And how difficult it is to 
to spread your word, Lord. Give us strength and forgive us for those opportunities that we've missed. We we need your presence around us, Lord, in this in this area that we live. I pray for each one of us that we realize that you placed your word very near to us. And Lord, we're not to keep it. We're not to store it up in a bottle and just uh, use it for our own benefit. We are to confess it with our mouths. I pray for your church, Lord, that you would, you would ignite us even in these troubling times. Lord, we look forward, so much look forward to meeting one another to meeting and maybe uh, just be in that precious fellowship together. But I thank you for what's been said, what's been sung, what's been shared for the children and for the wider congregation today, that you will continue to bless us, you will continue to uh, uh, encourage us to read your word, to keep it close to us and to share it as you call us to serve you. In Christ's name. Amen.